Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, sounds of a child in distress, implied death of a child in a memory, memory of a previous character's attempted suicide around the 11 minute mark, and two mic feedback sounds around the 31 minute mark and the 38 minute mark. We did try to keep those low though. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, the cracks grow wider and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds and know it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. might go in and out. It's okay. Sally is going through puberty. Pretty much, yeah. I I lost my voice, so it's coming back. But yeah. So we you left Right. Celine. Uh-huh. In your dreams you find yourself back home. Oh. Home? Like Ken Farm's home? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Where am I? You're underneath the floorboards. It's been quiet for a long time now. Do I know it's a dream? No. Okay. This this one's playing out a bit more. It is, I cannot tell it's a dream. It feels like reality. Yeah. What is my recollection like? Mother had put you down here. There had been horrible noises. But it's quiet now. You don't know how long it's been quiet for. It feels like forever. I am. Um, I slowly peek out of the floorboards. You peek out of the floorboards, looking down the hall. Daylight is coming through the windows, but it's all gray. You see the front door of the house 
is open with the screen door outside banging open and closed in the breeze outside. I'm going to go out looking for my mother. You head outside. It's fog. Fog everywhere still. I'll call out for her. Your voice echoes. Mama! You keep walking, calling for your mother, your father, anybody. Until you trip over a body. Who is it? Do I recognize them? It's one of the stable boys who used to play with you. My age? A little older. Mm. Next to him, there's his mother. I want to scream, but I'm in shock. The fog moves past you, and for a minute, the street becomes clear of fog, and all around you, there are people lying on the ground, some face down, others not, but among it, one person stands in the middle of the road, you see your mother. And then the fog comes in and covers her again. I call out to her and start running toward, toward where she lives. You run towards her, tripping over more people, but getting back up and running to where you saw her. When you get to her, you find her on the ground. But she's not alone. Standing over her is... A figure in a long black coat, a tall hat, bony hands, stretching out a measuring tape. He looks up, and his eyes... At first his eyes make you want to run. They look like deep caverns in his face, an endless darkness, but then he smiles, and you feel this strange warmth creep over you. I smile. It is all right, my child. I shall take good care of her. Is she going to be in pain? No. For one such as her, there is no pain after. Where is she going? With me. All come with me eventually, my child. Can I come with you too? He smiles. Someday, but not today. However, I will give you something to comfort you until that time. He reaches out a hand, and suddenly in it is a key. It looks like it's made from obsidian, the teeth appearing almost razor sharp 
and he takes the key and just presses it flat against your chest and you feel this icy burn he takes his hand away and it's gone I touch what it was it feels cold but it eventually warms back up what is it? A gift, a comfort, but also a responsibility. You need not understand it now, but for now, let it help you get through the days to come. I don't want to be alone. You will not be. It may feel lonely at times, but know that Wherever you are, death is always watching. Come, my child, let us get you to someone who can start helping you on the rest of your journey. Where am I going? On with the rest of your life. For now. And he picks you up in his arms and large black crow wings spread from behind him and there's a rush of air and then all becomes darkness and that's the end of your dream you sleep the rest of the night in peace talia yeah. oh man i'm already emotional yeah that dream was, was sad <laughs> or not sad but like it was it was kind of feelsy yeah feelsy God damn it. No, I don't want it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so, Talia, you find yourself back in your home village. There's the smell of fire, the sound of gunshots. You're running through, running away. You just saw those two people kill your father. You run into that giant, and he drops his gun. You grab it, try and shoot on fire. You run into the woods. Now the fear in your chest suddenly turns to anger. You turn around, walking back, your boots crunching the ground, your duster blowing behind you, the bite on your arm feeling fresh, and you can feel the barbed wire wrapped around your arm. You walk back in, walk past the burned out buildings up to Melody. She's on her knees as you stand over her. She reaches for her gun to end her own life before you have the satisfaction, but you swat her gun away, put a bullet through her head. You follow the giant. He loses you behind some buildings and sneaks around behind you. He strikes you in the back of the head and you go down, but you quickly roll back up to your feet and bullet through his head. As you stand there, spattered blood running down your hand, you feel some of it on your face. Rain begins to pour as you look up to the one last person, Brown, who looks at you. And for a moment, you see a look of like smug confidence as he looks you up and down but then that look turns to terror when he meets your eyes and he turns and runs 
what do you do? I shoot. You fire off shots. One clips him, but he keeps running. You fire again, taking him through the back of the knee. He almost goes down, but he limps on, getting to the edge of the village and disappearing into the woods. I take a couple steps forward, like I'm gonna follow, but... Then I just put the guns down. I just stop. But I heard it. You won't get too far. Do I know what to dream? Roll wisdom. Nat 20. At that point, with him gone, you come to the sudden realization that it didn't happen like this. Not exactly. This has, this has to be a dream. You killed them, but you didn't kill them here. You hurt him, but you didn't hurt him like this. So you are aware that it is a dream. I turn away from where he ran off to and I just look around. You turn around and you had felt the fire all around you. The burning buildings, the dead on the ground all around. But as you turn and look behind you, putting the bodies to your back, standing about 20 feet behind you is your entire village. They're all there. The village looks much the way it did before. And suddenly you feel this weight lifted off your shoulders and the presence of retribution in your hand jumps to the forefront of your mind. It's heavy. I drop it. As you drop the gun from your hand, the dream tumbles in around you. You feel like you're falling until you sit bolt upright in bed. Celine's there next to you. What time is it? It's probably a couple hours before sunrise. It's been a while since I've had a dream like that, right? At least one of the DM made you have. Uh, I take my my pendant that's next to the bed and I just kind of hold it for a little while. Mm. And I think I need to go home to finish everything. After Blue Peak. So I'll tell Celine that or when I wake up. Celine is snoring. And I was so cute. She smells <laughs> like a chainsaw. And oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> this tiny little, like, elegant, scary creature that could literally tear your head off is snoring. She smells like a pirate. Snoring like a pirate. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> And not like a little pirate to like, no, you think there's a fucking dragon in that room. <laughs> so while you're having this like deep meditation, you're hearing. And on that note, <laughs> I think I'm actually going to get up and start getting food ready for the family and just 
cry in the kitchen for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cry while they cook. Yeah, <laughs> peeling potatoes and crying. I'm making potatoes for breakfast. I'm making hash browns, eggs, and bacon. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, and we're having mashed potatoes for breakfast. No, and I'm making a small thing of pancakes for Adrian because mm. apparently Adrian really likes pancakes. Yes. I'm gonna blow her mind one day and make her waffles. <laughs> Clips. So I will make French crepes. Okay, yeah. Waffles are basically pancakes, but with pockets. Talia, eventually, as you're making breakfast, there is a knock on the door. The front door? The interior front door. It's open. Uh, I call from the kitchen. Uh, James opens it up and steps okay. in. He was, he was invited in, yeah. so. Morning. Came for breakfast? Uh, no, just stopping in to... We're making the announcement today. Well, uh, Lord Mayor Gallen Van Alden is, uh, making a bit of a speech from Town Square. Of course he is. Let's make this as humiliating as possible, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in about four hours, so... I nod to a chair. Uh, I got, sorry, I got stuff I gotta do. I was just stopping in to let you know. Did you eat? Yeah, yesterday. James, sit the fuck down for five minutes. Hope persuasion. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. Tell you, I, I appreciate it, but I, I really can't. Pull intimidation. <laughs> uh, Sit down! Uh, I'll see you in a couple hours, okay? Alright. He nods and heads back out the door. Mom? Adrian wanders in to the kitchen. Yeah, sweetie, what's up? You okay? Yeah. Okay. Pancakes? Pancakes. Also, other things, if you would like to try those. She looked kind of dubiously over at the other things, but shrugs. It's like, okay. Little little bites. <laughs> Tiny little bites. Okay. They're not sweet, I promise. Okay. Okay. I give her her pancakes mm-hmm. and her butter because, yeah. Lord have mercy, this child and her butter. And then I put a little tiny plate of, like, a sampling of the rest of it. Okay. All right. She, like... Starts mainly in on the pancakes and then like pokes at some of the other stuff, <laughs> but eventually like tr- tries them and she tries the eggs and she's like she nods and eats that and she eventually just like eats it all. Okay. And, See, mm-hmm. there's an outside world that isn't just pancakes. She shrugs. <laughs> <sighs> what time is it? About right now it's like eight o'clock. Oh, okay, so it's wake up time for me. Yeah. Get your son up. Before sunrise is your son. <laughs> well, after sunrise is your son too. <laughs> I wake up feeling calm, which is more than I can say for lately. It's a nice dream. And then I remember the dream, and that is not what happened. If I can, if I go back to my memory of what happened, my memory of how my encounter with the Undertaker went, it did not go like that. I mean, it was years ago. Yeah. And it's foggy to begin with, but I don't yeah. remember those things happening, if I try no. to recall the memory. No, and even the dream is a little hazy. What you remember most is him pressing his hand to your chest and 
being cold, I but f- not. I feel that part of my of my chest. It's a little cold now, or maybe it isn't. Is it just cold because I'm looking for it to be cold? Maybe. Or is it actually cold? Roll wisdom check. Wisdom. Seventeen. There's something there. It's gone almost as soon as you realize it's there, but narrow, about six inches long. It's almost like this heavy feeling to it, but it's gone. Check out my cards. Wheel of Fortune inverted. Destiny, a returning point. I get up to go to my shrine, like, immediately (laughs) to see if the feather is still there. It is. Sitting right where you left it. Like front and center. Yep. Just run my fingers over the spine. You are so patient with me. Then I go and get ready. Get dressed and stuff. Check in Jerry's room. Is he still in bed? Yeah, he's still in bed. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so glad that I found my bedroom and I flop on top of him. <laughs> Uh, this bed is so lumpy. Uh, and I start like elbowing. The- <laughs> oh, Jeff, what are you doing here? Well, this is my bed. Are you sure? Get off of it. He's like pushing you off. All right, well, get up. Okay. We're going to Blue Peaks today? Yes, we are. Okay. It should be fun. It should be fun. Yeah, by the time you, mm-hmm. you're okay. finished getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's all about follow through. Just take <laughs> it, take it, and then toss it, and I'll catch it. But you got it's got to go follow through. Okay, ready? Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> that was my nose. <laughs> Sorry. Try try again. Just uh, drop to the floor. <laughs> I will get it one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, here's how you do it. And I come, I come over and I, you've got, what are you, like, bits of bacon or something? Yeah, something like that. Okay, and I go all the way across to the, the I, I take a piece, I go all the way across to the kitchen, then wind it up, <laughs> and I put a spiral on it. I'm gonna catch it. That's how, hey. that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Real goal. Celine, uh, our mayor, Lord Mayor, mm-hmm. the fucker we have, uh, Van Alden is making a speech today. Okay, and? What? What is it? Talia, what is it? A guest message. Renalden's disbanding the DMP. I say out loud, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Fuck if I know. How did you... What makes you think he's going to do that? James told me. And he came by to remind me that around noon, they're making a speech. They cannot disband the DMP. Who's going to do the weird shit? Apparently, he's making a militia instead. Which I'm already. Isn't that what the DMP is? No, DMP's a. It's a militia. I don't think it's the same thing. It's. Well. It doesn't matter. Effectively, is a militia. It doesn't matter. He's disbanding them. Us. He's disbanding us. No. No, he cannot. I already said that to James. Well, where is James? Get him in here. I'm going to tell him that as well. He's... I don't know where he is, actually. He came by to let me know. 
And you did not get me up to tell me so I could yell at it? I'm not, cannot. <sighs> well, you can certainly scream at him in the square. Ooh, Vinalden? Yeah, go for it. That won't get us in trouble. And Selena gets a little, like, a... Set, no. What? No. What? No. What? What? Let's not draw uh, top brass in your direction, shall we? Why not? Because we've had this conversation. What are they going to do? Oh, you are under arrest for scaring someone. I don't know, but let's not risk it. Where's your sense of fun? After Blue Peak, um, I need to go home. Home? You yeah. mean to your... Yeah. Um, I got some people to bury. Of course. But let's get Blue Peak done first. Would you like my help with that? Or do you want to go alone? No, I, I'd like your help with it. If it's all the same. Of I course. might need a few moments alone, but... Of course. Of course. Whatever you need. The rest of the day progresses, and you eventually find your way towards Town Square. As you make your way there, you hear town criers making their way up and down the streets, announcing that Lord Mayor Gallen Van Alden is going to make an address to the people. As you listen to conversation as you're making your way there, you, you hear that they've been at this for a while now. In fact, they started a bit last night. Mm-hmm. I have to leave it, yeah. I feel like we have to be. Here, take my holy symbol. Why? So I can't cast spells. <laughs> it's going to be too good of an opportunity. Just think about all the fun we're going to have in Blue Peak. Just doesn't sound very fun. You know what sounds fun? I'm saying this in night speak. You know what sounds fun? Scaring the shit out of the Lord Mayor. That sounds fun. I don't blame you, but... James is joining the militia. What? When he told me about it. He showed me the, the paper that said they're disbanding the DMP, and in doing so... All active members of the DMP are supposed to report to this new militia. Oh, bullshit. That's what I said. I said there's absolutely no way either of us are going to go to some damn militia. I don't like this. I don't like... But James is joining. I don't like that either. That's what I said. I don't trust Vinalden. Never had an opinion of him until... Gretchen. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think, the reason why James wants to join, so he can keep an eye on it. Not a terrible idea, actually. Not that I'm going to join, because... <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, maybe I should. Oh, no, you will not. Oh, I think I should, Daniel. No, oh, I think not. I should, I think I should. We still have a scumbag to track down. And if you join the militia, I'll have to do that all by myself. I can take shore leave. Immediately? Yes. No. What did you get me pregnant? <laughs> I'll get on that. It might happen. You don't know what's in that thing. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'll ask Ravari if it Is magic- it fun is it L functional? Is it uh, like really functional? Like Well you don't know, right? I- You're so premium's vitality. <laughs> it just becomes Anyway. Maybe. We'll ask uh, next time we're in that shop. I really don't like this. I don't like it either. But 
I mean, what choice do we have? It's not like we can walk around and say, no, we're going to stay with the DMP because there is no DMP. And the more trouble we cause, the more danger we might put James in or anybody else who joins the militia for the same reason. Like a piece of shit. Wait, why? But why? I don't know. They didn't, there was never really an explanation other than reinstating the military, which James said is illegal anyway. So why was he getting away with this? I don't know. He's Lord Mayor. I don't know what politics do. I really want to scare him. As you make your way to the town square... There are so many people in Italia. There are so many. I I could scare... No. Don't. We're gonna scare somebody in Blue Peak. You're right. Yes, of course. Save it for him. I nod. You alright? Look at you. Like... Dumb question. And everyone lies to that question. And I can't lie to that question. Sorry. So, the crowd presses in around, but you manage to shove your way up close to the front. And there's elbows, get in the, you, use those mosh pit elbows. Yeah. <laughs> Talia, you being a head and shoulders above most people, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on your shoulders. <laughs> so I'm like, move! So you, you're shoving people away, I'm sitting on your shoulders yelling at them to move! Move! <laughs> move! I can carry you if you want. Uh, you can carry me with one owl. I know. He's, I have pictures to prove it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I was in those pictures. You get up close to the front and you see the podium erected on a auctioning platform. There are also a bunch of poles around with old fashioned cone speakers affixed to the top of them and an old style microphone. What would for us be considered old style? It's a circle with mm-hmm. like the little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. up on the podium. A person in a well-tailored, light gray suit comes up and speaks to everybody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, our Lord Mayor, Galen Van the Third, has a few words to address to the people of Airpike and the district. And he steps down and the crowd goes quiet as an older man in a dark blue military uniform steps up, having a large number of ribbons affixed to his right side. His epaulets are affixed to his shoulders, and he steps up to the mic and gives a cough. (coughs) And suddenly there's feedback across everything, and he... (coughs) Got the mic up there. Ladies and gentlemen, I, Lord Galen Vinalden III, I have an announcement to make to you all. Given the recent unexpected events with the election and the um, criminal nature of my competitor, I feel it necessary to implement some changes in policy. I yawn really big. (laughs) He He holds up a folder. This is a compilation of orders that went out early this week. These orders implement a number of changes to our system of government that I believe will be important to securing a better future for us here in Airpike. These have been reviewed and ratified by the council and shall go into effect as soon as tomorrow. 
he begins to go through a list of changes, and some of them seem kind of small. Some of them actually, like, even are just new laws on how traffic should be handled in the upper districts. Alternating uh, street parking, we get it. <laughs> One of them is for moving funding into rail line production and expanding the ease of transportation to all cities, bringing the district closer together. Another one is an extensive investigation into candidates' backgrounds, which strikes you as odd because, I mean, of course, shouldn't there have already been? Yeah. You would think but, that having to show, show your tax returns would be the first thing you have to do. Yeah, like... I was at a new policy. I was at not been policy ever since the beginning of this. Right? I mean, if um, you didn't, then you could have a mass murderer be a second place. Oh, shit. Wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait. Oh, wow. That already happened. Make a perception check, both of you. Hey, not 20. Okay. So you on top of Shalia's shoulder can actually with my, see... With my, with my arm just like on top of Elliot. You're actually able to see James sitting a bit further back on the stage and... He's narrowing his eyes, especially, like, when that bill comes up. How far away is he? How far is Samatoji? 30. 30 feet? 30. Okay. It's further than 30. Damn. Okay. There's a message. Uh, 120 feet. Oh, definitely nice. within that. Um, if you let me know, I can ask. Can you, can you see James? Like, you kind of have to crane your neck a little bit, but yeah, you can. He doesn't seem too happy about this. Um, Backcast message. Celine saw you make a face. Tell him I say hi. And she says hi. You see him shift and see, and he looks over and sees Celine on top of Talia's shoulder, and, and he, he like nods back, but thinks back to you, Talia. Background checks are already standard procedure. I'd be interested to see what's in this new bill. The cast message again. You didn't get a copy. Not pertinent to my department. Are you relaying this? Yep, yeah, I'll let you know. Ask him. I don't build the matter of public. Yeah, give me the phone. <laughs> Aren't bills a matter of, of public record? They are, so once it's in law, we can actually look at it, but... Parfait. As you're having this conversation, you kind of lose track of what Van Alden's talking about, and suddenly he's talking about... And lastly, changes made to the organization known as the Dead Men's Promise. To talk more on those particular changes, I will invite... Captain James Wilde to speak. Son of a fucking bitch, he's making James do this. I'd rather him be the one to say it than Van Alden. I suppose. If I hadn't known, I'd rather hear it from him. James gets up and nods at everybody. Folks. Well, there's no sense in sugarcoating. As of today, the DMP is disbanded and is to be replaced with the Airpike District Militia. All joining is voluntary. Those that wish to join will be paid a fair wage for protecting the district from outside influences. Outside influences. In a way, we'll act much in the same way as the DMP with regiments moving to various parts of the district, taking care of problems where they find them. As I said, it is voluntary, so all members of the DMP who wish to join should report back to headquarters promptly tomorrow morning. 
where it will be converted into Militia Base 1. Over the next several weeks, all DMP offices will be converted into Militia Headquarters. I myself will be joining and am proud to report to Lieutenant General Hector Travers. Insight. 18 to insight. Oh. Guy didn't he even is, have to hold. He is thrilled. <laughs> yeah. If every single fucking field member of the DMP didn't, that is listening to this right now didn't catch that. <laughs> wow. And as he says that, he steps aside and another gentleman steps in. You've seen him, Talia. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the guy that stopped you. Oh, okay. But you saw him making your way through Top Brass HQ. He steps up, his iron gray hair is kind of like slicked back. He has a full chop mustache thing going. <laughs> and he steps up to the podium. And as he steps up, Vinalden and the other members of Top Brass that are there all like applaud for him and like smattering of applause through the rest but it's i lied do something fun oh don't put me down oh all right so i stand there and i stare straight at him mm-hmm. my eyes go white and as there's a there's smattering of applause it slowly melts from applause to the cause of calls which are not here but you can hear them he steps up and is like about to speak, and then all of a sudden he hears crows as just like looking around. I use minor illusion to make the sound of wings flapping. And then he yells a sigh. And all stops. The crowd is like dead silent. <laughs> Still staring at him with death white eyes. Ooh, well, and as he speaks again, like just feedback rips through. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes, as uh, the captain was saying, he is joining the new militia, retaining his position as captain. And I, Lieutenant General Travers, will be taking up command here in Airpike at the first militia headquarters. I grab your hand, like, I know, hold it back, hold it back. <laughs> Funeral bell, don't. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Scale it back a bit, all right? <laughs> okay, let me get back up on you. Okay. Yeah. Hop back up. Yay. <laughs> we feel that this change is necessary for the protection of the district. And while the DMP has been good in its time, the age is moving forward. We are working hard to connect the district at all points and make us a more unified countryside. In such a place, law and order shall be more enforceable than ever before. And such a mercenary type operation should hopefully not be necessary. We look forward to the days and months ahead as we enact these important changes for the good of the district. He steps (laughs) down and once again there's applause from up on the stage and some more applause from the crowd. Still not much, but more than before. And Van Alden stands back up. Thank you, Lieutenant General Travers. 
control. I'm being good. I wasn't going to do anything big. I was just going to have a little voice in his ear go, bullshit. You <laughs> <laughs> would never know it was me. Could be any cleric. Yes. For the good of the district, I feel these changes are necessary to move us forward to a new age of progress. Nope. I got a good one, no. so I got a really good one. No. I got a really good one. No. I got a really good one. No. It's really good, so you can save it for. But it won't. Repeat. It won't be. It won't be the same. We don't want to draw too much attention to ourselves. Yes, we do. No, we do not. <laughs> That's the whole point. Thank you all. Thank you for allowing me to continue to serve for the good of the district. And he bows and steps off and. Again, applause. Half-hearted, but applause. Okay, so does he turn it back? <clears throat> yeah. Yes, he does. He feels a little chill go down his spine. <clears throat> you don't hear, but he mutters to like one of his aides, like, I think I'm coming down with cold. Take care. Do I see any other field agents? A perception check. <laughs> Double twos. 18. Looking through the crowd, looking around, you spot a couple, actually. One you spot almost right away is Renal. A, because she's tall, and B, she's always wearing what people would politely term as wilderness clothing. Mm-hmm. You also spot a couple other members. You spot a heavily trench-coated figure with a gnome on top of its shoulders. Oh, slog. And, uh... Bramble? Bramble. Bramble. Yep. Now there's a franchise fight there. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I just start walking towards... Oh, ball. okay. <clears throat> on your shoulders. The crowd is, like, slowly tra- starting to disperse with people just kind of, like, standing around talking about what they all just heard. Push him uh, yeah. Move! 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 <laughs> hey! Hey! Move! 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 You, you eventually get to Renala and she sees you coming and nods and like starts making her way towards you a little bit. Uh, can you believe it? It's bullshit. It's, it's more than bullshit. What do you make of this? Flat out. War. War? War? With who? Shrugs. District 2, District 3. Why would we go to war with another district? Shrugs. But... I'm not, okay, I'm actually not from the Confederacy. My homeland is way the fuck to the east. Oh, where's the oranges at? Yeah, sure, we have oranges. But my dad was one of the town elders and the king, I guess you'd call him, started making similar moves. Started talking about for the the good of the town, the good of the the good of the city. And soon other towns were not acting in the best interest of our city. In fact, they were actively acting against the best interests of our city. You hear talk of for the good of one group of people usually means for the bad of another. That's bullshit. I'm not leaving. <laughs> not leaving what? The DMP? Yes. <laughs> what? There isn't much of a DMP anymore. Well, but... then it will just be me. <coughs> I'm keeping my badge. I'm keeping mine. And all nods, as am I. There you I go. The can't... three of us will be the DMP from now on. I can't think. I can't think of many field members who will willingly join some 
stupid militia. We've got already a militia, by definition. She shrugs. We joined the DMP to protect the district. I'm not joining a militia to, to further some political goal. I'm not putting up with any of it. I'm moving out of the district. To where? Thinking south. South sounds good. Three? She nods. Maybe even further. But south. Go where it's warm. Too cold up here for me. It's like 75 degrees outside. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> Tally's gotten like really, really quiet at this point and is... Stone-faced? Yeah, pretty much. What is it? Nothing. I say night speak just because I can't lie doesn't mean you should be able to. Um, I never play in night speak. I don't want to talk about it quite yet. That's different than nothing. I'm going to deflect because I do the same shit and I can't anymore. So I'm going to I'm going to shame you for doing it. Got it. Got it. Well, we have to head up to Blue Peak. We do. Uh, when are you heading out? <laughs> she pats the her bag at her side. Got everything already packed, although. To be fair, I never unpack, so but now. If you if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. <laughs> if you need us, you know how to find us. Just, you know, follow those screams. She laughs. If I need to get in touch, I'll get in touch with James. He's joining, but I can tell he's not happy about it. No, not at all. But I'm going to join too. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You'll be kicked out immediately. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Maybe I will join, though. No, you won't. Uh-uh. My husband is so controlling. Anyway. Uh, I hold out my hand to Renault. It was a pleasure to meet you. She shakes it. I Just, do the same. Yeah, she shakes your hand. Till we meet again. Safe journeys. You as well. She turns and starts making her way through the crowd. What is it, Alia? It's dumb. What is? Talia, I saw a temper tantrum and yelled at a god last night. How dumb can it be compared to that? I, I don't know. I was just getting used to being DMP. And I don't intend on stopping. I'm not giving up my badge. That's for damn sure. But it was nice knowing you could call on people and they'd be there. They can still call on us and we will be there. That's very true. Is James still on the platform or is he moved out? He's still on the platform, but standing there as people are talking to each other, nodding at somebody, but he's watching the crowd as people are dispersing and he catches your eye. I give him a look. <laughs> like... Ouch. <laughs> he kind of like rolls his eyes and nods. Um, I cast message again. We're gonna head to Blue Peak. We'll be gone for a couple of days, but we'll be we'll be back. He nods. I'll be at headquarters, but don't look for me in my office. Oh. Well, I'll have to find a new place to teleport then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't let her walk through that closet again. You see the glinch smile. Why not? Ask him why not. Probably because it won't be his office. <laughs> well, yes, but whose office will it be? Not his. 
Well, then I can scale someone. Never no. mind. No, you're not scaring anybody else. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, so you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in our show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks on new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.